Have a few minutes? You won't believe what you can do with it. Open a Regions checking account online in as little as five minutes. Then enjoy award-winning service and banking tools and tech that help you live in the moment. Learn more at regions.com slash live in the moment. Regions Bank, member FDIC. Live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio, inside the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel, it's time for Regions Business Radio. Regions Business Radio is presented by Regions Bank. Brave the beginning, member FDIC. Now, here's your host, J.D. Mueller. Thank you, Mike Salmon. Good to be with you today. As he said, my name is J.D. Mueller, and you are listening to Regions Business Radio. Um, Regions Business Radio is growing rapidly, and we appreciate you listening to us, and we're very excited about all that we're doing to help um, educate our business community in Northeast Georgia and really around our region's footprint. For for many of you that may not be aware, we are not only officially the bank of the SEC, but our footprint is around the SEC. And what we found is that our podcast is being listened to around the entire footprint. And we have uh, a variety of episodes that, that you could find on your uh, preferred podcast app. Just look up Regions Business Radio. Not sure how you found us today, but um, we have some really good content uh, uh, in the previous weeks and months. So uh, if you like what you hear today, please go back and listen to it. And our hope is that uh, that you listen to this podcast and you are able to understand and learn something about your business through the eyes of Regions Bank and what we can do to help you uh, along uh, along the way. Um, I typically start our uh, time together with a little bit of a market update. Um, very interesting times that we're living in. Uh, as we record this, it's uh, February of 2023, and uh, interest rates are starting to maybe at least uh, short-term interest rates as measured by Fed funds are beginning to sort of maybe plateau, maybe a couple more uh, uh, interest rate increases over the next uh, 10 months. Um, interestingly enough, you're your, your opportunity to borrow money for mortgages has, has decreased a little bit over the last six months, which is good for the, uh, for the housing market. In the meantime, uh, if you haven't noticed as a commercial uh, entity, if you haven't noticed that your opportunity to earn interest on your deposits has uh, returned uh, with force, um, and we have a really good product, <laughs> a selfless plug there, but uh, at Regions we have a really good uh, sweet product right now that's out there. If you have operating cash on the sidelines, um, call your region's banker and uh, let's talk about that. So rates, um, uh, borrowing rates are, are up and plateauing. Saving rates, uh, savings rates are where um, they haven't been in a while. Uh, certainly no opinion or no no topic on the markets because I'm not licensed to do so. Um, but with that said, that's a little bit of a market update. And uh, we're excited today to have a, an episode on um, on international banking, and I have a couple of my buddies with me today that that you're gonna uh, you may learn something new, uh, but you are also going to understand strategically why Regions Bank is going to uh, we're going to do a full court press in the Atlanta area uh, on international companies. Um, we have a, a suite of products, and we have a team built that is um, unparalleled uh, in this marketplace with a view towards helping um, international companies, either uh, domestic-owned or domestic companies with foreign-owned parents, 
Um, but we'll get into all that. I don't want to steal everybody's thunder. This is a really good episode today. We hope that you learned something new. And let me begin. I'm going to uh, introduce my two guests. One of them you've met before. I'm going to introduce him in, in, uh, first, and that's Thomas Matthias. Thomas with uh, Regions um, Global Trade Finance, thanks for being with me again. Appreciate morning, you being Jay. here. Good to be here. Yeah, we're happy, always happy to have you and your <laughs> energy uh, on the podcast. So you may recognize that voice from a couple years back, Thomas and I. Yeah. Were to, we, uh, we did a podcast episode during COVID, so it's been we a did. little while. We so did. good to have you back. Good to be back. Um, and then a new friend of mine that uh, joined Regions in the last uh, several months is Christian Lewis. Uh, Christian? Hey, thanks very much to have you, J.D., and I appreciate everybody listening today. Yeah, welcome to Regions Business Radio. So happy to have you here. You are you you, you joined us um, to, to, to kick off an initiative at the bank called International Subsidiaries Banking, ISB. I mean, we got to give it an acronym, right? ISB. That's right. That's right. What in the world is ISB? Well, we're going back and forth on what to call ourselves, um, but really it's our clients' prospects are multinational companies, and the U.S. is one of their operations, but they have a foreign parent company outside the U.S. Okay. And so that's what we call international subsidiary banking, is looking at the subsidiaries in the U.S., and these are international companies. Why do we need someone special to bring knowledge in that scenario? <laughs> okay, um, so really, <laughs> the international subsidiary banking, the multinational corporations, they have a different exposure than typical American companies. Okay. Um, in that, you know, different profile can have strengths as well as weaknesses. Mm -hmm. And so my primary job is to try and look at these companies and explain to regions if the multinational corporation provides an opportunity or if it provides a risk. Okay. And so ultimately it's about our shareholders and bringing value, making sure we measure the company the right way. Gotcha. Gotcha. So in that regard, um, we, we know a little bit about, let's just say, a manufacturing company in Suwanee. And we know that they they have a foreign parent. Let's just say in Italy. Um, do you do you do a credit profile on the parent? Is is that part of what you do? That's that's right. Um, so we're going to get to know our the customer not only here in the U.S. but also in Italy and around the world. Um, we'll look at their credit profile uh, because typically, if the parent company is very strong mm -hmm. and the U.S. company is growing, you know, may have some temporary weakness, the parent company can step in and help them. Mm. Um, at the same time, if the parent company is having problems. Mm -hmm. then that can impact the U.S. company because the U.S. company will typically have the same type of product. Okay. Um, the parent company may be a supplier, so that could be problems with the supply chain. And, you know, the reputation amongst the, the buyers could travel nationally or yeah. globally. Um, so typically we find if the companies are strong enough to expand into the U.S., they have a good profile, and so it's generally a benefit. But yeah. there may be a time when, you know, we see problems overseas before we see them in the U.S. Interesting. So, uh, silly question. Why does that matter to somebody that may be listening today? Yeah. Um, so I think to kind of put it on a different tack, uh, when you think about a typical company in the United States growing, you know, the growth rates in the U.S. are generally a lot smaller than they are for a foreign company coming in. Mm -hmm. um, because a foreign company that comes in is doing business with a lot of other multinational corporations. Okay. So they've already got prospects that they know globally. They've got, you know, so they can go right in and establish relationships. Um, they can sell faster. And they've already done this before in terms of setting up operations. So if you're listening, you're thinking, well, I don't want to work for a foreign company. They really have a lot faster growth trajectory. Mm. And there's a stigma around these foreign companies that, you know, it's a foreign name. And so they typically have to offer a better 
um, profiles, either in terms of uh, pay or in terms of benefits. Mm. So it's a real opportunity for if you're listening to say, hey, you know, a foreign company actually has, you know, they're overcoming something, so they're offering you more. And they're going to grow a lot faster, so there may be a lot more opportunity for you with a growing company. Yeah, interesting. Okay. Um, that is, uh, what, do, what do you think the market opportunity is? Let's say sort of Atlanta, Gwinnett, if you think about uh, international subsidiaries that reside in our market area, mm -hmm. um, what, like 10 or 20 companies or a couple thousand? Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, in regions footprint, you know, which is the SEC land and, you know, outside, we can include Texas now. Um, it's funny to think of them as SEC, but they are. Uh, so there's over 10,000, you know, close to 15,000 foreign corporations in this footprint. And for a long time, regions have just kind of like banked them like every other bank mm -hmm. and like, a, you know, a U.S. company. And so we realize that we're missing out on the real strength of the relationship, which is the global business. And uh, so there's a lot of opportunity out there, a lot of companies. Yeah, I think that um, – and you bring up an interesting point. Yeah, we, we're the official bank of the SEC. Um, we have a nice footprint. The, the majority of business, business growth and influx of new residents are, is occurring in our footprint, right? right? Yep. So the opportunity for new business is strong. I'm not so sure – that, that people would think of regions and international banking. So I want you to give an answer to that first, Christian, and then Thomas is so, – so the, the point that I want to make is regions has a strength for international companies in what way? Um, really in the way we're trying to approach the market. First of all, you're right. Regions Bank doesn't sound international. It sounds like a regional bank. And so, you know, that that's what it is. Um, but we're trying to, given the companies that are in our footprint, mm -hmm. we're trying to go after them. Mm -hmm. And we're trying to say, okay, what do we do differently than the typical U.S. bank in the Southeast? And so my group is part of that, and Thomas Mathias provides the other part, um, but both really critical. But Thomas, our, my group goes ahead and we say, we're going to treat the company differently. So if a company is new and young and starting up in the U.S., and they need some financing, we'll be able to look at them a little bit differently than every other U.S. bank. Okay. And so some of it's very basic like that. Um, the other stuff is very basic is we're going to look at the executives differently too. So typically a foreign company will come into the U.S. and they'll want to have somebody sit on top of the money. And so the CFO will be from that home country. You know, they'll hire, mm. they'll bring it from somebody from overseas. And so we'll offer personal products for those expats, executives. You know, whether it be uh, housing, products or credit cards, just something to make their life a little bit more easier because they're banking with regions. And I've seen that work before. Mm -hmm. um, really? It, it, yeah, at, 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 at a previous bank, and, and it worked really well. That, that The previous bank I'm mentioning is there's no longer a logo for it. Mm -hmm. So, um, But uh, it works really well. Yeah. So, Thomas, when, uh, when you think about regions equals international banking, what does that mean from your perspective and your area of expertise? I'm, I'm excited to talk about this because, you know, Regions Bank is indeed one of the premier uh, global trade banks uh, in the country and around the world for that matter. Uh, in a time where a lot of banks of similar size are pulling back on global trade, we're actually leaning into it. And that's because Regions Bank is a bank of the customer. We follow our customers wherever they are going. And right now, our customers are going overseas, and they're engaging overseas. So it's always important to remember that almost 95% of the world's consumers are outside the U.S. 
And then 70% of the um, business world is also outside the U.S. So we are actively engaging. So Regions Bank is proud to say that we have all of the global trade services of any of the big banks. What are its trade services? What do you need to do? Uh, letters of credit or documented collections. We need to do supply chain financing, or if you need to do buyer financing that we do right now through XM Bank. Uh, we have a full suite of global trade capabilities that will rival any of the top five banks in the world. Well, I mean, okay. Well, you say that because you're sitting here in a Regions <laughs> golf shirt, our beautiful green. That's right. You get a paycheck from Regions. You're supposed to say that. Do we have any um, accolades outside of our own that 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 can? That tell the world that we're good at this. Absolutely. For the last three, four, five years, we've been the uh, SBA's export working capital leading bank um, uh, in the country. We've also gotten similar awards from the U.S. Export Import Bank. I right now serve as an advisory road on the uh, U.S. Exim Bank for their China Competitiveness uh, Initiative. So we are actively engaged with our governments and their programs. Uh, we both serve in the uh, Georgia DEC. So Exim, uh, Regions Bank is all over the geography with uh, global trade activities and organizations, and we are leading the way uh, with this effort. We really believe uh, in global trade. We really believe in serving our customers because we're meeting them where they're at. Mm -hmm. And our customers in this geography of our 16 state and also our national footprint are actively engaged globally. You, you, you said a couple things, some, some product and, products and services that I'd like to dig into for a moment. Supply chain finance financing. Absolutely. What does that mean? Oh, what does man. it look like? Oh, man. Supply chain financing is where we are able to provide um, cash relief to our customers. Okay? Okay. Everybody who's buying or selling abroad knows it takes forever to get products to and from. Yeah. Because you're going across the oceans. You're going across countries and continents. It's not like going from Texas to, um, you know, Florida. It's going overseas. So nobody wants to part with their cash before product is even in their country. Mm -hmm. So we are providing ways where in which we can pay your foreign suppliers at the point they ship on your behalf, and then you pay us back three to four months down the line when you've already received products and probably even manufacture what you want to manufacture and sold it to your customer, helping you save your cash. So uh, that sounds pretty advanced. It's pretty simple, actually, because uh, it's something that we are now offering to not only our investment-grade companies, but also us uh, SMEs as well. So we find a way to not only provide this to the large companies, but we're trying to find a way to provide it to the smaller uh, medium enterprises as well. Okay. That need it even more Yeah, <laughs> the big I would, guys. I would think that would work well in our market here in Atlanta. Absolutely. Um, so another thing that you mentioned was SBA export-import financing. Yes. Um, yes. Tell us what that looks like. Yeah, so basically the SBA is a government agency that provides um, structuring tools for, for lenders like ourselves that allow us to take more risk and provide more nuances in, in a line of credit to help our companies that are exporting have more um, support okay. in, their, in their efforts overseas to allow yeah. them to be more competitive. So when they are able to sell overseas, they can offer that foreign buyer longer repayment terms okay. as well. That allows them to help them win that deal. A lot of U.S. banks don't like to do that. Um, so we're able to do it through SBA and XM Bank. So it gives us more uh, support and more um, aggressive uh, structuring tools okay. to allow small companies to achieve bigger sales goals overseas. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Hey, and Thomas, can I jump in for a minute? Yes, absolutely. Uh, one of the favorite things I like to do as a banker is talk about talk to companies about how they can increase their sales. Um, do we have anything that can help 
companies increase their international sales? Absolutely. Like I mentioned before, when you're offering longer repayment terms, companies are going to buy from you because they have the ability to buy your product, bring it in a country, sell it before even paying you back. Mm -hmm. That's a tremendous competitive advantage when you're able to buy you know, a piece of pen, <laughs> receive it in your country, put it on your sales retail floor, sell it, get paid for it, then pay for it. That's Whoa. an amazing yeah. concept. And that's supply chain financing. Yes. That's supply chain financing. And can we give loans to the buyers so that they can buy more of your products? A absolutely. One of the latest and greatest things we're doing right now is that we're, we're providing uh, large and corporate clients the ability to provide financing to their foreign uh, buyers. So we're in which you're a large OEM and you're selling a bunch of um, you know, equipment, CapEx equipment that's maybe a large dollar volume and is going to last the company maybe 5, 10, 20 years, that company doesn't want to pay that large uh, dollar amount today. We're saying we will underwrite that foreign buyer for you mm. and give that foreign buyer a Regions Bank 5 or 10-year loan, which allows you to better compete against other uh, suppliers and win that deal, and we allow you to gain a new customer overseas. So, so we would make a loan to a foreign entity? A foreign entity in Mexico, in Brazil, in Canada, wherever. In order to help one of our domestic company clients. Export. Export exactly. that product. Exactly. Exactly. And does, does every bank do that? No. <laughs> that, 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 that is a thing. Uh, a lot of banks used to do this business and they walked away from it for different reasons. And now as part of um, me advising with the Exxon Bank, they're trying to re-engage uh, banks to start doing this again because we're really trying to ramp up our uh, competitiveness against China, of course, but also other countries where in which we're really falling by, behind in the trade war. So as far as uh, us doing this, it's not only good for our customers, but it's also good for our country because it allows us to provide more um, competitiveness to our exporters okay. in winning deals against foreign companies, mainly China, who's, you know, right now going to be supplying the whole world if we don't do something about it. Yeah. So okay. this allows us to win both battles. That, that chives with my experience because I worked at a bank where they had a presence in over 20 countries, okay. and they wouldn't do these foreign buyer loans. And I worked with a bank that had customers in over 50 countries, yeah. and they wouldn't do these foreign buyer loans. So that's pretty impressive. Um I'm 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 kind of speechless. Number one, because Christian Lewis has just taken over as the host of Regions Business Radio today, <laughs> and he's done an excellent job so far. And secondly, is this sounds like something um, that we need more people to know about. Absolutely, um, absolutely. And that's sort of our job, right? I mean, we we hope that uh, someone listening to this could share it with somebody else that it may impact in our bankers. So, um, you know, the way that we're built is our commercial bankers and our corporate bankers in the market initiate relationships um, with domestic and with, with domestic commercial companies, corporate companies, and then the RMs begin a relationship that leads to a conversation with a Thomas or a Absolutely. Christian. Um, you know, uh, when you think of, go ahead. It, it even you gets better, J.D. It even gets better, J.D. We're not just one or two. We're actually one of three. Our other partner, Michael Zellison, is in our FX division, and he does currency exchange. So in a situation where in which you're buying or selling to a foreign country that's dealing with uh, currency fluctuations, we can provide you hedging solutions for that sale as well. We're not just ISB in uh, global trade. We're also foreign exchange yeah. to help in that situation as well. Well, let's uh, without, without mentioning names, yeah. Christian and I can, can sort of debrief a meeting that we had yesterday to give you a real, a real peek into this. Um, you know, so we, we, we met with a, a, a manufacturer 
um, that is foreign owned and at the table we had Christian talking about our understanding our willingness to understand the parent and we had Zelixson who's been on uh, Gwinnett Business Radio before um, talking he, he had an entire deck yep. that, that discussed um, hedging strategies are you going to purchase in euros or US dollars mm-hmm. and people that some someone listening may not really care about that right you know well we 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 buy in u.s dollars we sell in u.s dollars what does it mean (laughs) to buy or sell in euros yeah so somebody listening what what would we do to educate i mean zelixson would be our guy but in general what does that mean it's um it's it's funny because i remember i was talking to a company that was in georgia um and they bought all their stuff made it here and they sold everything in dollars so they had all their payments in dollars and all their receivables in dollars. And they said, I have no foreign currency exposure. You know, why do I care? And so they noticed that the previous year, their dollar sales had declined. And so they started digging into it. And they're like, why is, why is our sales going down? And they found out that the euro ex- dollar exchange rate had changed so much that they went and they said, well, who is our biggest buyer that left us? And they found out it was a German company that was actually one of their competitors. And the euro was so strong that they are buying products from the U.S. company and just rebranding it and selling the U.S. product in Europe. You know, it was cheaper for them to buy the U.S. company's product than it was for them to manufacture. And so you would think, oh, I'm just sitting here in the U.S. doing my thing. But, you know, there's all sorts of stuff going on out there. What's your competition doing? If your competition is selling in euros and you're selling in dollars, that could be a big factor. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and our guy Zelixson helps us with that. Um, you know, so uh, to someone that may be listening, um, if you manufacture domestically and sell internationally, uh, we want to talk to you. Absolutely. If you, uh, if you import goods, am we I right, talk, Thomas? We want to talk to you, too. Why is that? Because we can help you with your payables. We can help you with your sales. We can help you uh, mitigating any repayment risk. We can help you provide your suppliers terms that allows them to get paid early and terms that allow you to pay back in 60, 90 days, which helps your cash flow. So right now, you want to consider Regions Bank the cash flow bank. You know, We're here to help them manage your cash flow. Cash is always going to be king, and we are focusing in 2023 on providing our customers more cash. Yeah. Our solutions are all tailored around that. We, li- we like customers with cash that can deposit exactly. it in our bank. Exactly. You, know? yeah. Yeah. you exactly. had a point, Chris? Yeah, just a, the other thing on the importing, um, everybody typically prices in dollars, and they'll say, okay, I'll buy 10X for you know $10. And so sometimes it's beneficial to talk to the seller in the foreign country and say, hey, can I buy this in your currency? I'll pay you in your currency. And that's a benefit for the exporter there because then they don't have to worry about FX rates. They're going to get their local currency mm-hmm. instead of in dollars. And so once you get a quote in the U.S. dollars and you compare it to a quote in the foreign currency, mm-hmm. you know, you call Michael and Michael say, you better take the foreign currency because that's a better deal. Or you better take the dollars because that's a better deal. And he can help you manage the exchange rate risk. Yeah, just think about what happened in the last year with our favorite neighbors, uh, Canada and Mexico, where their currency in my lifetime, Canadian dollar, has been weakened in the dollars. So if you were selling to a Canadian company uh, at the time when our dollar was weaker, everything was fine. Mm-hmm. By the time when the currency fluctuated and their dollars became weaker, our products became even that much more expensive. 
So therefore, you're looking at the risk of losing sales because your products are more expensive. If you go to Michael and you say, well, let's do a hedge, then you can sell to that Canadian buyer in Canadian dollars. Mm-hmm. And we can lock in the rates so that you don't lose any of your margins and he maintains the price three, four, six months earlier. And that's yeah. where it becomes a win-win. So the ultimate goal of all trade is to have a win-win scenario between the buyer and seller always. Yep. And whether it's working with Christian or working with me or working with Mike, our goal is to make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my mind's just racing with, because y'all talk about it so easily. And a lot of times, you know, my bankers have called on domestic companies. They just sell to somebody, you know, around the corner. Right. Now we're talking about selling or purchasing literally around the world. Yes. Um, you mentioned uh, LCs. Yep. Why do LCs matter? I mean, what is that What is that all about? You know, in the world of um, the Internet, everybody being able to do a Skype call and meet your buyers and sellers overseas, LCs are declining. But LCs is still the number one way of mitigating uh, repayment risk because it's where a bank gets involved and is acting as the credit risk for the buyer and sellers. So the banks are getting involved and are guaranteeing payment to the seller and guaranteeing delivery of products to the uh, buyers. So it's a great product for when you're discovering and exploring a new market and you really don't know that customer very well, mm-hmm. or you don't know that supplier very well, it's always good to start with an LC. Okay. Now, two, three, four years from now, when you've already met the guy and gone to his daughter's uh, wedding, you can then graduate into open accounts or some other method. Yep. Initially, when you're meeting a foreign buyer, meeting a foreign seller, you may want to initiate a letter of credit because then it's a bank-to-bank transaction and the banks are taking all the risk. Yep. So you have no repayment risk or you don't have no uh, payment risk in that scenario. So depending on size, Christian, would you get involved and maybe help a customer evaluate one of their new customers? I mean, definitely, definitely as on the on the uh, spectrum, you know, as we look at the international side, you know, it's a foreign corporation, you know, in the U.S. corporation, we're talking to them all the time. And I'm thinking about how to help them grow sales um, because that's one of the most, it's better, one of the better discussions for a banker to have really with a CFO um, is to say, hey, how can we grow your sales? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think so many, so many and, and I'm going way back here to the early days of uh, Regions Business Radio. I used to almost pound the table and make the point that business is not always about the cheapest rate and the cheapest fee when you're considering a banker. No. You've got to, you sort of get what you pay for, right? And in and, and, and a sophisticated bank with a niche set of products and services um, should serve a serve you extremely well what i'm hearing you say is especially christian when you talk about we want to help a client increase their sales that is an entirely different topic than many of the decision trees that exist in companies that are listening because it's uh well we're going to bring in three banks Mm -hmm. and you know one bank may 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 have a product that offers greater FDIC coverage, and and one one bank may have a, a cheaper rate on their loans. If that's the only decision matrix that somebody makes, how, I mean, how does our story mm-hmm. compare yeah. when you think about our strengths that you guys bring? Yeah. It, it, I think it's it speaks to the heart of what Regis is saying is that we want relationships. We don't want to do single transactions with customers. We want to build a relationship with the company and understand what they're doing. And I think that's why having a local relationship manager, a local credit partner, local customer service is so important. You know, generally, if you're dialing 1-800 for 
to look for help from your bank, that's not as good a sign as calling somebody you know. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Okay. All right. Just general banking for a second. Let's go here. Every bank in this nation wants to talk about relationship. You know, in my mind, a relationship is built through the good times and the bad times. Um, if we are looking to initiate a new relationship with a company that has some sort of global exposure and, and, and we want them to consider us as a relationship bank, what are some questions you think they would ask of us? Does that, does that question make sense? You know, Yeah, I, I mean, it, it really does. Um, and I think that most people kind of miss it. They kind of think, you know, as long as they, every bank is the same. You know, oh, okay. you know, having a credit partner here or a credit partner in Texas doesn't make a difference. Um, but it really does because if the credit people are like everybody else, they want to know something and we get to see it, feel it, touch it, mm-hmm. you know, and then they feel a little bit more comfortable with things. And so having your local decision makers in your market, which is the region's model, yep. um, I think is yep. stronger for our customers. Now, it is more expensive, you know, um, because we have to have people in every market, but yep. the benefit is to the customers. Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. think I think the difference between Regions Bank and other banks is we lead with that word C. And when you think about C, everybody thinks about credit, but in Regions Bank we lead with capabilities. Mm. And I think mm-hmm. our our RMs are been fantastic at bringing the entire bank to a customer. Mm-hmm. They're going to bring Christian. They're going to bring myself. They're going to bring the Treasury folks. They're going to bring everybody to the table to provide this new customer a good overall look at all of our capabilities yep. and let the client decide which one of those capabilities they want to pursue first. Y- y'all make a point that, um, that's that been made on the podcast before. Uh, regions commercial and corporate banking we want to bring the best of local relationship management with industry expertise absolutely and and that's what we're talking about today somebody that um well let's go back to our scenario mm-hmm. of yesterday we, we we were in a situation again just thomas yep. we, it was a manufacturer yeah um and uh they they shared with us not not speaking names of course but they shared with us that their current bank um, didn't proactively reach out to them. The customer was sort of bemoaning the fact that they had to bring ideas to their bank and not the other way around. If, if, if you want a bank that is going to provide you with that local RM, literally a local credit officer, and industry expertise all in one meeting, quarterly, talking about how to as Christian yep. said, grow your sales. Yep. As Thomas helps uh, limit risk exposure internationally. Absolutely. All the while having local credit decisions and um, and and an RM that that can quarterback all those things. That is a very unique offering in this environment. Okay. Um, that's our that's our commercial. I want I want to I want to say a comment, and I want to see how this sits with you, especially in light of your your banking expertise. Um, what does nearshoring mean? Does that does that term? Yeah. yeah. So, coming out of the um, pandemic, uh, companies realized that they could not be dependent on foreign suppliers for everything. They could not be dependent on one or two suppliers overseas for everything. 
And that was a case a lot of Americans, uh, manufacturing companies were in. That all of their supplies coming from China or Vietnam or somewhere overseas. So right now the consideration is how do we bring some of that manufacturing capacity, some of that raw material production over back into the U.S. Okay. And there's a lot of programs being floated around. I can actually make a commercial for one. It's called the uh, Make More in America Initiative. Is headed up by the uh, new administration via the U.S. Export-Import Bank. And it's a way in which our government is providing very attractive term loans to help small companies, well, to help all companies uh, develop their manufacturing capacity here in the U.S., bringing the manufacturing back into the U.S. through our government support. Uh, we've seen it with the CHIPS Act, and that's part of it, where we're trying to give um, support to companies to bring that raw material capacity back to the U.S. Okay. So what is going to be onshoring here in the U.S., actually, or somewhere in the Caribbean where it's nearshoring. Uh, so you have onshoring here in the U.S., okay. and you have nearshoring, which will be somewhere in the Western Hemisphere. That is what's being considered right now. Okay. And Do we help them with that? Is that like a, like we, an S, we, like we a ask, government guarantee? That is a government program. It's called Make More in America Initiative. You can Google it. It's on the Exim Bank uh, program's website. Is it our balance sheet that's being? Uh, Absolutely. It, it's Regions Bank balance sheet providing the, uh, the funding with Exim Bank guarantee, of course. Yeah. So we okay. are willing to take this additional risk yep. and structure these term loans to help you develop your manufacturing capacity here in the U.S. Okay. All so right. we're doing that right now. We'd love to talk to you about how you can bring that capacity back to the U.S., and we are willing to help you do that. Wow, that sounds big. Yeah. So, um, you know, and the thing about it, for those of us who are looking to onshore, nearshore, or even just diversify your supplier base or your customer base, Regions Bank can help you with that. Because what's happening is that even though you may not want to, you know, bring it back to the U.S., but you still want to leave China or you still want to leave Vietnam, now you're going to India. Now you're going to Egypt. We are helping you cultivate those relationships and provide uh, payment methods and okay. tools to help you attract new suppliers and provide them tools to get them paid early yep. and give you terms on the back end while you develop relationships. Gotcha. So we are helping you with any of your strategies, whether you want to stay abroad and just diversify further in other regions or bring it back to the U.S. or the Western Hemisphere. We can help you with any strategy that you want to put in place. Okay. And we are here as advisors to also, as a problem, that's the thing about Regions Bank. We are your partner. So we really want to sit down with you and provide uh, advisory services long before we talk about, you know, generating revenues for our company. We want to be your partner and your friend and your advisor and provide you good uh, advice to help you grow your business. Uh, Christian, um, not sure how to ask this, but do we focus on particular uh, countries? On the foreign companies? Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think naturally you kind of, we as a bank, you know, we want to make sure we do things safely. And so we're looking at the countries that are safe. And so the way I like to think about it is it may not be, you know, the best way of saying it or the most politically correct way is that, you know, if your child was going overseas and your child was, you knew your child was going to be arrested, you know, what country would you want your child to be arrested in, you know? And so if you want your, mm-hmm. you think, well, would you pick, rather pick, you know, Western Europe or something stand, you know, and you probably say, well, I'll, I'll go with Western Europe. And so we do the same thing with our customer selection. And we're looking, we're trying to help everybody. Okay. But we're more comfortable with countries that have more stable and less risk. Okay. 
We okay. we have capabilities and all, and we will provide you the necessary advice. So okay. we we will never tell you what to do. We will just tell you the, the pros and cons and the risk. Sort benefits. of our risk assessment. Exactly. Of, um, exactly. Of of each you know, uh, yeah. geography, if you will, or, 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 or specific as, countries. To, or to Christian's point, if you have to still go to the stand, we'll tell you the best ways to conduct business in that yeah. in that country. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, let's do this. I mean, this this is really fascinating. Um, if 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 you had, I'm not going to do the old, hey, give me your elevator pitch. Mm-hmm. But if we had one chance, if someone was listening to this podcast and we had one chance to ask them for a meeting and why they should take it. Now, they could listen to the whole podcast. We've covered a lot of information in a short, you know, 36 minutes. But if, some, if somebody were asking, why should I take a meeting with regions to talk about international banking? We had just a short blip to say it. Mm-hmm. Christian, why should somebody agree to meet with us? Well, from my perspective, right, I'd be focusing on multinational corporations. And I would say that when you met with Regions Bank in the U.S., we would look at you the same way as your local bank in your local country. And so whether it's Malaysia or Thailand or, you know, Germany, we're going to go ahead and we're going to treat you the same way as a German bank or a Thai bank or a Malaysian bank would treat you. So you don't suffer by being multinational at all. You don't lose any of your real characteristics and strengths. Okay, interesting. Same question to you, Thomas. J.D., as you know, Regions Bank is a super regional bank, but we have world-class global trade capabilities and is led by our superior customer service. Yeah, yeah. You know what? That's a great way to bring this in for a landing. Let me just ask you, do you have any um, – I know, Christian, you got some you got some notes over there. Tom. I'd, I'd be remiss if I brought it in for a landing without asking you if there were anything that you would like to share that I overlooked or didn't lead us to today. Yeah, I think that um, from the multinational corporation perspective, the big thing is that we can help your U.S. company uh, get better loans than you would normally get, you know, by seeking out the parent involvement. If the parent's willing to stand up behind that company and say, we'll back them, we'll guarantee them, then we're able to offer better products and solutions to the U.S. company. Um, so that's probably the big thing. Can I ask a question there? Sure. Uh, and, I, and I'm sorry to in, intrude on your, your line of thought. Sometimes the question comes up about foreign parent guarantees. Mm-hmm. And are they enforceable? Or uh, do they matter? Is that sort yep. of what you're talking about? That's right. That's right. And so in the United States, within the United States, the guarantees are, kind of, are very common. You know, mm-hmm. we'll take a guarantee from a company in Kansas. We'll guarantee a company in Georgia. Yes. And it's a very common. Everybody accepts it. All we're doing now is we're taking that same principle and saying, well, if you can take a guarantee from Kansas, you know, can you take a guarantee from Ireland, you know, from Germany? Um, and so we do the same thing that those lawyers do is we have lawyers that will look at the laws in Ireland, in Germany, and they'll say, okay, do they, will they accept the decision of the U.S. courts? And, you know, they'll say, is there precedent here? Has it been honored? And that, we'll do that same research, you okay. know, and we'll say, okay, based upon the research, we can take this. And I think so that's a differentiator. Yeah, it is because if you think about it, everybody's been saying, oh, the world's a smaller place. We can do more things internationally. And the law is catching up. Yeah. You know, and so now Finally. We're, we're recognizing, hey, you know what? Is that we don't just – we can make phone calls everywhere now. Why not do business everywhere? It's also important to note that as much as we are able to take a parent company guarantee today – and for years, we still take bank guarantees. So Regions Bank has communications with RMA in place with over 2,000 banks all around the world that we actually do business with, send LCs, correspond with, send messages with. We can also accept 
a standby LC from a foreign uh, bank in support of their parent company's local subsidiary if they wanted to seek some financing. Mm-hmm. So we do that right now, today, every day, all day, because we already have a familiarity with those foreign banks around the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you have another thought that? No, I think, I think I'm good. I think the other thing I would say is it doesn't come up very often, but sometimes a foreign CFO will demand something of the local CFO that you know, is just not market practice in the U.S. Mm. You know? And so I've frequently been asked by a company CFO here, hey, let's get on a conference call with you know, my boss. <laughs> you tell him how banking is in the U.S. And I just try and educate the, the group on how banking practices are in the U.S. And you know, he may want something and he's not expressing it particularly well or she may think of a solution. And so I try and say, well, here are the alternatives we have in the U.S. market to fix that problem that they're having. Okay. Oh, that's very good. Yeah, that's very uh, communicating relationship. Yeah. You know, yeah. here we are back to relationship. Yeah, we we don't have to stay in the U.S. You know, we can we can bank you here, and then we can talk about you globally too. Yeah, Thomas, anything we missed on your end that we should cover? No, I would just say that Regions Bank's flexibility is what really diversifies from other banks. Yeah, uh, we are not a commodity bank. We are comfortable tailor-making solutions to our customers based on their specific needs. We do that all the time in global trade. So, yeah. you know, we do sell all the products, but we are able to tweak and uh, um, amend and make changes as needed to meet your specific needs and help you win business overseas and help you feel secure with uh, banking with us. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, again, uh, not divulging any confidences, uh, late last year um, our team did a really good job of helping an international joint venture uh, start a, a, a new uh, manufacturing facility. Absolutely. Um, this was one where a raw material was being shipped from Europe, um, and the domestic company partnered with their foreign supplier to, to do a joint venture to build a facility that no longer required the shipment of the raw material from Europe they were able to make the raw material in Northeast Georgia, and what used to be a multi-week trip on a ship is now yep. basically a 100-yard trip on a piece of PVC pipe or whatever type of pipe they put in there, and um, and we we helped them through that. We had to negotiate some foreign guarantees. We had to understand uh, foreign corporate structure, and and in this scenario. Uh, within the business community that we're talking about, I think I think we created 20 or 30 jobs that got a lot of attention, yeah. um, and and that's an example of um, it's not an example of trade payables, it's not an example of XM uh, XM or it, it, but it is an example, uh, a real live example. I could put anyone in my truck and we could drive to this facility and I could show them what we've done, what right. we've done for an international joint venture to help them streamline their process, make it cheaper, make it quicker. And now the domestic company is able to open up more markets than they had before because they're more nimble with with a greater access to the raw material that is the primary uh, material in, in what they manufacture. Yeah. So um, I, I, y'all were talking about it, and I was thinking, man, we have an example of that. And, and let's just let's wrap up the show with a success story yeah. of – of, of doing some of this and the fact that we're actively doing it already. Um, yeah, Christian's got an idea. Well, it's just not only that, not only was it a success story, J.D., but you don't know this, but you'll like to hear it, is that your success is being copied. 
because the exact same thing is happening in another state west of here you know and we're looking at the same thing you know we've, we've done this before and so you know people are copying you yeah well hey we would like to do it again here you know if if you're listening and you um you have some relationship internationally whether it's a parent whether it's a vendor whether it's a supplier whether it's a customer if you would give us the opportunity to meet with you we will put an all-star team in your boardroom we will understand your business we will listen to you which i think is a uh you know we talked about relationship before and i mentioned that 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 every bank likes to talk about relationship our team will endeavor to do this we will commit to listening not to respond but to understand absolutely and in doing so at the appropriate time we will make recommendations that we think will make you better there you go but we're not coming in saying hey let, let's 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 sell you something we believe that a relationship is 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 strengthened and it's built on a strong foundation if we regions bank come into your building and we listen more than we talk we've done a lot of talking today that's what this is for why because you are busy you're running your company you're navigating international business so so do you really want to take time for us to come into your boardroom and 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 share that with you? no you have clients to take care of customers to support you have employees to love on listen to this podcast to understand who we are and how we do it and we're asking you for a meeting so that we can bring this live to your boardroom and we can understand how we can help because that's at the end of the day that's what banking is making friends and solving problems and that's what we want to help you do christian's got another thought i was just say that's very powerful jd that's exactly right and you know if you were wondering again about you know why you should be talking to regions um, just remember minute 36 you know you can go in there uh, rewind your minute for 36 and say, what was that they said and uh, that's the best it is it awesome. is well guys thank you for being here i hope thank that, you i hope that we get some success stories out of this if we can help you in any way please reach out to us our information uh is available uh on whatever podcast uh, uh platform you listen to and again uh for regions business radio my name is jd Mueller. thank you for listening thank you jd thank you jd Regions Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. This information is general in nature and is not intended to be accounting, legal, tax, investment, or financial advice. Regents believes this information to be accurate when recorded, but it cannot ensure that it will remain up to date. Consult an appropriate professional concerning your specific situation. The information should not be construed as a recommendation of a specific course of action for any individual or business. All Regents products and services are subject to qualification requirements, terms, conditions, fees, and credit approval. 